Hey there, and welcome to the Sermon Podcast for Timberlake Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. Our mission is to reach, feed, and release people to be the hands and feet of Jesus. You can learn more at our website, TimberlakeUMC.org. We hope you enjoy today's message. All right, friends, this is the message portion of the service when we tell the story and um, relate it to our lives. And so I'm going to invite all the kids, kids of all ages, to come right now and join me right here on the floor and sit with me. So please come. And while they're doing that, friends at home, we want to say a special word of welcome to you. Thank you for joining us tonight. We're so glad that you're with us, and we hope that you can worship God with us in spirit and in truth. All right, boys and girls, come on in close. Kids of all ages are welcome to come and gather right here. I have a story for you and some show and tell as well. So uh, we're going we're gonna to set the timer here for about 12 minutes, and uh, we'll see how much we can get done in 12 minutes. All right, boys and girls, I brought you a story from one of my favorite storybooks. It's called the Jesus Storybook Bible. And so moms and dads and grandmas and grandpas, I recommend this to you as well. It takes these Bible stories and it puts them into wonderful uh, ways of understanding. It's written by Sally Lloyd-Jones, the Jesus Storybook Bible. All right, so this is a story about Jesus when he went into the desert. All right, so I'm going to try to show you the pictures and read to you at the same time. You ready? After Jesus was baptized, he went straight out into the desert. Now, that might seem like an odd place to go because, as you know, deserts are very hot and there isn't any food or water or houses to stay in. But Jesus needed to get away by himself and be quiet. He needed to be with his heavenly Father to get ready for his mission. In the desert, Jesus thought about the secret rescue plan. Have you heard of the secret rescue plan? The secret rescue plan that he and his father had made. Before the foundation of the world, they both knew what would have to happen. To rescue God's children, Jesus would have to die. There was no other way. It was the reason that he had come. Now, that old enemy, the one who had spoken through the snake to Adam and Eve back in the garden, do you remember him? Yeah, the snake, exactly. He didn't want Jesus to rescue God's people. So he lied to Jesus. He said, are you really God's son? Poor you, God must not love you. You don't need to die. You should do it my way. No, Jesus said, I will do what my father says. And from that moment on, nothing would ever be the same because Jesus wasn't like other men and women and boys and girls. Jesus was a new kind of person. He would not believe the terrible lies from the enemy. He knew that God loved him, and he would trust his father no matter what. It was just as God had promised to Adam and Eve all those years before. Jesus had come to do battle against the work of the snake. He would get rid of the sin and the darkness and the tears, and he would suffer. But in the end, he would win. Jesus would win the battle, boys and girls. And so Jesus, this is the story of how Jesus went out into the desert. And I wonder if you know how long Jesus was out in the desert. Do you know? How long? 40 days. Very good. And because Jesus went for 40 days, can you hold up four for 40? He went out into the desert for 40 days. So we take 40 days during this time of year for the season of Lent. Can you all say Lent? Lent. 
Lent means spring, and Lent comes at springtime, and it is the time of new life and remembering that we need Jesus. And so tonight, we have two things. We have ashes and we have crosses, okay? So let's talk about these two things, and I'm going to even pass this around and let you take a look and then share it with the person sitting next to you. Okay, so this is ashes. Now, who knows, how do you make ashes? What do you know, Sawyer? Right, very good. You burn stuff like leaves or wood. These ashes are made with palm branches. Does anyone know when we use palm branches? Uh Uh-huh, who knows? What do you know? On Palm Sunday, right. At the end of Lent, we wave palms, don't we? And we sing songs and have a parade. And so after that, we take those palms and we light them on fire, and then we make ashes. And ashes remind us of um, how we feel when we mess up. How do you feel when you hurt someone that you love? How do you feel? You feel sad, don't you? You feel bad about it. And we should feel bad about it because that's the way God made us. And so ashes remind us that we feel, we feel bad. And so we take the ashes, and the pastor then, or one of the pastors, takes the ashes with a little bit of oil. You see my oil? And mixes them together into a nice little paste, and then puts it on your forehead. Now, do you see what I have on my forehead? It got smudged, I think. But see what I have on my forehead? What is it, do you think? It is ash. That's right. Emphasize the H when you say that word. So... We put ash on our forehead to remember that we feel bad when we mess up. So I'm going to pass around the jar of ashes. Okay, please do not open it. If you open it, your mom or dad will be really mad because it will be a big mess all over your pants, all right? So take a look and then shake it if you want and pass it around. Okay. All right, so we need ashes. That's the first thing we need for, uh, for Lent. Now, the second thing we need for Lent is this. What's this? A cross. We need ashes and we need crosses. So I'm, I've got a lot of crosses here. So what we're going to do is pass them around so you can touch them and look at them. And um, while we talk about them, you can also take a look, okay? What do you know about the cross? Jesus died on the cross for us. That's right. And can you tell the, what ash uh, shape is on my forehead? A cross. You see, we make a cross. We make a shape of a cross on our forehead. So, what does it mean that Jesus died for us on the cross? He forgives us of our sin. That's exactly right. Because sin is supposed to be punished. And just like when you're naughty at home and you have consequences when you're naughty, right? What, what kind of consequences do you have at home when you misbehave? You lose your tablet, right? Yes, I've lost my tablet before. What else? Grounded for a week. Oh, man, that must have been something really bad. You can tell me about that later. What else? Consequences at home? You can't have any sugar. Oh, that sounds terrible. How about for you? Oh, right, yes. There's rules about the dog, aren't there? Yes, what else? Go ahead. You want to say something? 
Do you ever get in trouble at home? No, I know you don't. <laughs> Kyle and Alan York would never, never give you consequences. Yes, what else? Grounded, uh-huh, right. So when we misbehave, we have consequences. And here's, here's the bad news. All of us have misbehaved, right? All of us have messed up. But instead of us having to die for that, someone else died for that, and that's Jesus. And that's the story of the cross. And the good news of that, boys and girls, is Jesus loves you so much that he traded his life for yours. He died so that you can live. And so what we do then is we mark each other with the cross on Ash Wednesday, and we remember and say, thank you, God, that you sent your son Jesus to love us so much, to die for us so that we can live forever. Because, see, at the end of the season of Lent, there's a special day called Good Friday, do you remember what we, the story we tell on Good Friday? We tell the story of the crucifixion. And then on the third day, on Easter, we tell another amazing story. And what happens on Easter? Who knows what happens on Easter? The Easter bunny comes, yes. All right. All right. Let's think theologically now. Yes. Jesus rose from the dead. That's exactly right. Jesus rose from the dead. Who hasn't had a chance to hold the cross yet? Let me pass it to you, okay? Pass, and pass it to your friends behind you too, okay? Jesus rose from the dead, boys and girls, and that's why the cross is empty. There's no Jesus on the cross because he rose from the dead. He's alive. He's alive forever and ever. And so even though we're sad about our sin and we're sad about the cross, we are happy about the resurrection and the new life we have from Jesus. All right. I think that's enough for today. What do you think? Yes. All right. So I think we should pray, and we should be thankful to God for this time and for this season, okay? All right. Can you see yourself on the screen? Not even Pastor Brad can compete with the screen, can he? All right. All right. On the count of three, you're going to put your hands together. Ready? All right. Now, don't look at the screen. Just look. Uh, close your eyes. Ready? Count of three. One, two, three, together. All right. Now, you repeat after me. Dear God, thank you for Lent and for ashes and for crosses. Help us to know that you love us and help us to love you back. In Jesus' name, amen. Boys and girls, I love you so much. Your moms and dads and grandmas and grandpas love you. And most of all, Jesus loves you. Thank you for coming up to visit with me. You can go back to your seats now, okay? <laughs> Thank you kindly. Okay. Love you. these words of Paul from the book of Hebrews chapter 9 and verses 11 through 14. But when Christ came as a high priest of the good things that have come, then through the greater and perfect tent not made with hands, that is not of, his, of this creation, he entered once for all into the holy place, not with the blood of goats and calves, but with his own blood 
thus obtaining eternal redemption. For if the blood of goats and bulls, with a sprinkling of the ashes of a heifer, sanctifies those who have been defiled so that their flesh is purified, how much more will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without blemish to God, purified our conscience from dead works to worship the living God. Thanks be to God.